0: All right. Welcome into another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Joining me today, uh, former coaching brother, uh, coached with Brew, uh, taught me how to be an OC. A guy has always <laughs> been a big supporter of myself, uh, him and his family, Mr. Ryan Broodley. Brew, thanks for hopping on with me, my man. Not a problem. Thanks for the offer you bet um is easy easy ask uh fit the bill so um i mean i'll give a better intro all right um so i first met uh brew when the jags came to be when the co-op was created in grenada and i was grenada truman i was brought on as the junior high coach at that time and then uh, guy trusted me to go up to the box and help him call some plays, and um, then from there, it just I think I was a little parasite and bruise ear, just asking a million questions why you do this, why you do that, and um, uh, it was uh, yeah, great friendship sparked from that, and then I got the pleasure of coaching both of his boys, and now Carter's a senior, which blows my mind, and time flies because obviously I remember him being both. Little guys running around at practice and stuff. And yeah, so, exactly, uh, it kind of blows my mind too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's insane to see those guys grow up, especially, you know, that were around the program. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, Brew, like I said, always been a big supporter of, of myself and always had my back through things, uh, especially when I was the head coach of the Jags, always. Always told it how it was and said, yeah, he's doing the right thing. So I always appreciated that, but excited to catch up with you here for an hour or so, Brew. And thanks for, thanks for making it work in your schedule.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, had a little problem yesterday. You um, know, miscommunication between my travel secretary, a.k.a. <laughs> my wife. Uh, thought we could hop on yesterday, but uh, it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's all good. Glad we could do it. So, um, I guess you know, just I, outside of my intro, who who is Brew to you, and and who is Brew to the rest of the world? Well, I'm a pretty boring guy. So when you ask me, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk
1: about, but I will figure it out, I guess, right? Um yeah. So I taught uh, I taught ten years of high school egg up in Olivia, where I coached uh, at Bold. Uh, pretty well-known football program throughout the state. Legendary yep. coach Steve Solom. I want to say, I didn't. I didn't start coaching right away. Uh, I think I started in like 2 maybe 3 on the junior high level up there. But I want to say we went to state like first four or five years I was there. Crazy. <laughs> you know, I remember. Uh, so I was up kind of in the same situation. I'd go up in the box and. I was filming and you know finally got the headset, you know, kind of like you. And we were playing Breck in the state quarterfinals. Cold as shit. It's cold. And uh they had Blake Wheeler. Oh yeah, the gopher. You know? Yeah. The hockey player, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's pretty good wide receiver too. Oh I bet. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we so that's where I started. Um, Coach under Steve, um, mostly junior high. Moved up to freshman year or freshman team. uh, Last couple years, then uh, made the trip home. Uh, Took over. Well, I was assistant first year. Came back to Truman uh, in 2010. um, Was an assistant that first year in 11, and then head coach said peace out yeah and we had nobody and my principal at the time was like well you want to be head coach i'm like well not really <laughs> but kind of like the same situation you were uh, maybe that's why we hit it off so well um i say, i'll do it i mean i just enjoyed being around the game you know whatever he goes don't worry i'll help you right what happened to my light there oh. um and it's like getting ready to start camp in August. He goes, by the way, I just took a different job. I said, all right, cool. that's sweet. Cause he, he had helped before and he, you know, even though he was the principal, he would still coach and you know, whatever. Right. Uh, so yeah. So I was by myself. So literally I had no one, mm-hmm. uh, one of the parents dads is like hey I'll help out you know whatever we had 13 kids you know the struggle oh yeah um just got beat up that entire year um ended up playing Edgerton in the in the first round of the playoffs or whatever and yeah I'm like you, you hate to admit it but at that point I was like dude do we even go?
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, no especially with 11 kids
1: <clears throat> yeah and we were dressing some eighth graders at the end and you know whatever and I was just like oh God but I talked to my captains and they're like no we're going I said oh I'm not not that I was pushing for it to you know for us not to go but uh right <laughs> but yeah so that was my uh that was my head coaching career uh when 9 probably lost on average by 50 points a night. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I'd stay up many nights contemplating why I'm doing this and what can we do better. But at that point, you know, we just didn't have the kids to compete. Um, finally came to terms with, Hey, it's probably not what I'm doing wrong. It's, it's just lack of everything. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think 2013 then is when we, when we first uh, joined the co-op with Grenada. Yep. And then I was the offensive coordinator for Lee. Um, and I don't remember when I left, was it like Uh,
0: 16, maybe 15? Yeah, it was, it would have been, yeah. Cause I was one year, the OC before I was the head coach. So yeah yeah
1: and you were head coach in what 18 16 so you were 16 okay
0: yeah
1: yeah. and then I went to the volunteer role for a year yep um and then I just kind of took a step back yeah. um it was getting too much uh my brother and I farm as well so you Know obviously the first three quarters of the season is good, you're not doing anything, but then once harvest starts, um, I just couldn't commit to that much time anymore. And uh, yeah, so then uh, I was out of coaching. I, well, I shouldn't say that I still coach as the assistant golf coach. There you go, that's a sweet gig, yeah, <laughs> until I left and I left Truman in what, 2020, right in the December or well, the end of November of 2020. So we're in COVID yet and all that. And yep. I took a job at South Central College. Um, I work with farmers. I do adult farm management now. So I work with farmers and their uh, work with their financials, um, kind of help them with their accounting and, and stuff like that. So that's yep. kind of where I'm at now. Um still at South Central College is closing in on, Three years here in November. Um, like you said, uh, my youngest is a senior, still in the Jag program. Um, uh, it's I don't know. He kind of tweaked his knee last week, and is making cut on you know just doing some pass routes, and his knee buckled. And the old the old vision of oh yeah, this, this might be it. And I'm not gonna lie, I got a little teary eye thinking about it. It's gonna be a tough season. I've been, you know, committed to the Jag program since it started in '13. Yeah. Um. So this is my last ride, I guess. So. But yeah, that's me. I'm nothing special here. Just out in my basement talking to Bennett. Somewhere.
0: Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I hope that we could have share some Jag memories, and hopefully that some of these get shared with the right ears, and. Um, yeah, I'm not going to totally bring up what's going on, but there's some BS going on there. And as a couple guys that were there from the inception, um, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm that first year, uh, we had such a good group of dudes. It took us a minute to get on the same page, but some of those (laughs) van trips, man, you, you, Lee (laughs) Bardo and myself, and those were just uh, so much fun with the rev. Yeah, we had we'd make Rev ride the bus and or drive the bus, and then Chandler ride the bus, and everybody (laughs) get all pissed. And uh, but I mean, it was just a group of guys that had never coached together, right? Lee was Grenada, uh, you were Truman. Bart came in from the outside. Bart was one of who helped bring me in. Um, And then that first year, I know we had like Rom was a part of it. Uh, He helped coach the junior high, and then. Um, that second year when we were the four of us were all up on varsity together doing it, that was probably when we really started to hit our stride. We had some, I mean, I'll never forget the Randolph night, right? Uh, the first,
1: (laughs) first win.
0: So that was pretty special time. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I think I've talked about it on here before, but what was the score at halftime of that game, bro? Do you remember?
1: when you text me here last week or whatever, or Shields actually, and I told Carter, and Carter, goes, you don't have to do it. Yeah. And then so we, him and I started talking about some stories and stuff, and that was one of the first ones that came up. And I don't remember what the score was. It was like 36 to 8 or. Yeah, we're we're down it, bad. It was, yeah, it was bad. I don't remember. And I don't remember what the final score was. It was like. 56 50. to 50. Okay, in like double overtime or
0: something.
1: Yep. Yep. And I told Carter this story, and I, I don't know if you remember it or not, but you know, we, we end up winning and Ben's up in the box. And all of a sudden I turn around. Here comes Ben just sprinting. Mm-hmm. He like jumps into my arms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was great. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that uh, cl- I cleared the fence in one, one hop. hop. I cleared hey, the up. rope in one hop and then <laughs> jumped right into Bruce's arm. I mean, by the time J.J. caught the slant pass for the game winner, I was already on the field. I mean, I was like, <laughs> yeah. we got it wide open. I'm gone. And I was yeah. out of there no, that, so fast.
1: Uh, that was awesome. That was one memory I was talking to Carter about, too. You know, and he goes, you got to make sure you say that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that because that was the first Jag win, too, right? I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we were and, just getting crushed at halftime. Yeah. I mean our boys could have totally just given up and said, you know, we're out. But yeah. they battled back. And I, I I swear everything I called or we called you and I together. Yeah, you it know, worked in the second half and yeah kind of started clicking and and then we started seeing some buy-in after that too, I think.
0: Right. And then yeah, I remember because then we picked up a couple wins. Um I think we I think we might have beat Cleveland at home too we ran Jared like a rented meal that night. And then, sure. um, we also just, I mean, we had, we had so many good athletes in that, those two classes, those first two yep. years. I mean, yeah, if we could have had the that, buy-in uh, a little earlier, you know, and then that's that's tough. That's the thing people don't understand. Those guys were rivals. For and sure. then they also had to go play everything else against each other. Still like yeah. at that point, it was just, we yeah. played football together they would play basketball against each other. And like, it's hard to build a team when you're not on a team for everything. So. Yep. And uh,
1: there was definitely some, a lot of bitterness between, between schools. I'd say probably till, I don't know, week five, week six of that year, that season. And I, and back, back then I would always say too, we just ran out of, we ran out of games. We were a good team. And just took, took us, you know, over half the year to gel and kind of become a team instead of two individual teams playing right. together.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we, we should have won. Well, I'm trying to think what week, week one, I think we played WWG at home and I think we lost like 20 to six. And it was like, we just didn't have, like, we were there. We weren't making a lot. We we're just making a ton of mistakes. We weren't just making plays. And I remember going up week two, and we and we we're playing, um I, I think we we're playing they were just Brewster at the time, maybe, or maybe just here in Lake Oka yeah. yeah. And they had lost like 35 games in a row, right? And remember, we oh, started I remember with that. the ball and we marched the field, and we had a perfect opening drive. You had such a good script put together. And then the last play of the drive was Chandler throwing a slant to JJ. JJ caught it and then he got stepped on like from the front side and the cleat yep. busted his leg open bleeding. And he was like, screw the ball. He was in so much pain yep.
1: through the ball. I remember that now you say that.
0: Yep. And so, yeah, he just, I mean, he fumbled there and that that night Dylan Petrovic got hurt and it was like, what the heck's going on? But the, I'm pretty sure that game was zero, zero. And we went into overtime that night too.
1: We could have. I'm terrible with memories like that. I mean, <laughs> and yeah. whatever, but I do remember JJ fumbling down there. It was close to the goal line. I mean, it was, Yep. Yeah. yeah. We were but, just trying uh, to bang
0: a slam, but that's a good way to put it, brew. We ran out of games. And at that time we were a nine man program. And then we had to pump up and play 11 man playoffs that year. And yeah. I remember going to Adrian and Adrian was like number two or number three yeah, in state. And we tried to get them ready and you never want to be like, yep, we got a chance, but we
1: did right. We didn't. And Adrian was, they were super nice to us that night. They, they, they pulled off the dogs like in the second quarter. And
0: Yeah. Cause they were uh, up early. And I think the score finished out to be like 35 rip and they could have put a I'm million. Say, on yeah.
1: Isn't that the game where we were in the gym warming up and. We were spinning the football and, you know, kicking it and freaking drilling uh, drilling hoop shots from, yep. like, three-quarter court.
0: And, and yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden Lee came out and did it and spun the ball. First try to, he was so mad that we were doing yeah. it, and then he's like, I'll do it, and of course. He spins the ball <laughs> yeah. and he drills it. In. It was like, of course. Exactly. Now, exactly. That was, that, that's a really good way to put that first year, and then I think really going into the second year we had – Heavy Grenada kids, a senior wise, but that was a good team, and we had some good pieces, young pieces that came up and helped us. But that first win against Medelia for the program, I think that was like okay, we're we're on to something yeah. here in those for that first year.
1: Yep, no, it's was, it, it's been a good it's been a good partnership, I think. Yeah, um, I I'd, I'd die on that hill of. Of keeping that this program together um otherwise you got two individual schools again that are going to be mediocre at best
0: right that's i mean that's the hardest thing for people and i think you know uh especially myself as a true outsider you know i came from fairmont i had no allegiances to anybody but i do know like especially now man those numbers are dwindling and Fairmont will eat you up and I'm not talking bad on Fairmont, but that's just what bigger districts do. They, they'll, they'll eat you up. They'll take all those working acres and use them for their tax dollars instead of yours. And so uh, it's just, people don't realize that stuff. So if you're happening to listen in this pod and you're part of the group that thinks that either one of those schools is better apart than they are together, you are so far off base. It's incredible yeah i mean just
1: for the kids wise i mean i mean i I, you know wins losses whatever it doesn't matter but you want kids to be in a successful um situation and you know if you if you don't have that co-op i lived it lee lived it right um you know it wasn't good for either school and that's why. Lee and I both came to the table and said, this, this has to be done. Right. We could have, we could have continued on with 12 to 15 players for the next six years, but you know, what's that get you? And Lee was in the same boat and he was at maybe 20 ish players, 18 players at that time.
0: Right. Um,
1: You know, you just bring more players together you get more options. You can be more successful and that's what we want kids to be as successful. We don't. Right. I mean, yeah, you're not going to go eight and 9 and zero, win the state tournament every year. But if you got twelve to eighteen kids on your football team, you and I have lived it. Right. You just don't have the options. It no. doesn't matter. You could have three studs. It doesn't matter. Right. Because you got some kids that are marginal at best that are on the field. And you can't on the football field. You can't hide kids. No. Um, you know, like on the baseball field, you know, you can hide a kid out in you know second base or right field, right field, and yeah. you know whatever. But and and hope hope balls don't get hit to them.
0: Right. You know, hundred percent.
1: Football field, you can't hide people, especially no. in nine man football. Maybe an eleven man, you can hide a kid here and there. But nine man football, you're so exposed,
0: so quick. Yeah, it 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 would be tough, especially in nine to hide a guy. And I mean, like I remember my first day as head coach, I had seventeen dudes, and I was like
1: thinking that I was gonna have to.
0: Yeah, I I think then we got up to like twenty five, but then I mean, you know, by the time we were playing games, everybody was hurt or ineligible grade wise. Uh, Exactly. That's why I love to tell the story of the medelia game my first year as head coach when Sean broke the record because i was trying to set a precedent and it was like well if you have an f in any class you're not ineligible but you're not dressing for the game um and then i think we dressed 16 dudes that night we looked across the field medelia had 45 players and i was like yeah here we go and Somehow, some way, we just instilled into them that if we only win one game, we had already won a game. But if we only win one game and it's Medelia, the season is a success. Absolutely, and,
1: absolutely, <laughs> and, our tribal
0: right. And, and it, yeah. they bought in, and what a night that was! And that yeah, wasn't that was, a, that, was a, that was my second year. I was kind
1: of helping a little bit. Yeah, and, um, I was listening to it in the in the tractor, the semi, or something of corn and. It, they kept going, you know, at halftime. They were like, I think was Brookings doing the call in I think it was, like, uh, it was like uh Tyler Travis. Meyer, who's
0: a Truman kid, and then was it uh, Travis. No, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh it's gonna bother me so much because he's such a good dude. And I uh he was all he would always cover us, especially my first couple of years. Um, but he's gone and- now. But anyways, okay. yeah.
1: So, so so, at halftime, they're like, well, I don't know, showing at like 200 and some yards, right? Yeah. Or 270, I don't remember. And uh, at halftime, they go, well, ah, we're just throwing this out there. You know, the the state record is this. And I was like, oh, come on. There's no right. Chance. You know, and then I just kept listening to the second half and whatever. And they kept talking about it. And I was like, oh, man. So I... I know Chandler was still helping. I text Chandler yeah. during the game and I don't know if he ever got it or I can't remember. Uh, he was like four, he was in the 400s at that point. And I was like, well, apparently he needs like 153 yards or whatever, you know, it was to to break the national record and whatever. And obviously you didn't know that at the time you just kept running the same two plays because if it's working, <laughs> don't, stop. don't that. go away from it. Right. That's what right. I always told you.
0: Yep. 100%. There'd
1: be a couple times Lee would get mad at me because we we're running the same play, you know, like six out of 10 times. I'm like, well, they can't stop it. Why would we run something different?
0: Especially at so, the high school level, man. Yeah, I, I do. Chandler did get that text. So I will say, I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but, um, Chandler came up to me midway through it might've been right at halftime. And he said, he got a text from his dad and he said that and he said, dad said, cause obviously he was in the field too. Yeah. And he said, dad said, the radio guys keep talking about showing breaking the state record at half. And obviously we didn't have the technology I have now where I'm coaching. Like I would know that shit because we got right. a 72 inch, tv on the sideline i can watch film on iPads. stand there like but we had no idea <clears throat> right. and this is, we had one good person taking stats plus the sentinel alexis was there she was taking stats and then the radio guys so then when it happened we had to put them all together because everybody had different numbers and figuring right. we had to watch the film back and do all that stuff but so chandler at halftime i was like yeah whatever but we're up 22 rip at half I think yeah, that was yeah. big. Yeah. That was <clears throat> like, I don't give a shit about a record. We're up 22 right. points. We have one win. These guys got five. Like, there's, they're playing for the two seed. We're going to be the eight seed no matter what. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, we were up 22 rip at half. And then in the fourth quarter, it was at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I don't know how, I mean, I know he ended with 576, but he said, Hey, Bruges Texans said he's 50 yards away from the state record. And there's I was like, what and I was like, don't tell me that stuff, Chandler. I was
1: like, away from me.
0: <laughs> and I might have hit him with the you're not supposed to have your phone on the sideline, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, um, right? but yeah, I just, yeah, it just every time we would just, I've brought it up here down at Willow, and I've said, you know, if something's working, we're gonna stay in it, and you can be bored, but. I'm about winning the game and that's what we're going to do. And I tell him that story. And I said, I don't think I'll ever live to see that record be broken. And we ran two plays all night and that was it. And they couldn't stop it. Yep. That's it. We ran, we ran QB lead. We we called it 12 lead and 11 lead. And all we would do is every time we came out, they would shift their backers either to or away from our twin set. And I would just run away from it. So we had a little more room. And Then they bumped to a five, and the deadheads we had up front at the time that just made it easier because then they knew they had to block that guy. Yeah, right. So then they'll <laughs> pick up the right. first linebacker and off we would go. If they didn't have Angel Zamora, who is the fastest kid in the state, probably at the time, uh shown probably runs for 650. I mean, he caught it. I
1: remember I remember them talking about him too. And Zamora catches him from the backside. <laughs> Yeah. He must've run 70 yards to
0: get, get him. Yeah, Cause he would like, he would, we would, you know, run, like I said, two or away from that twin set based on the alignment of linebackers. And then he would literally just track him down. It was the best pursuit angles I'd ever seen in my entire life. And he just constantly did it. I don't know. It was crazy, but it was, it was fun, man. It was, it was one heck of a night and it was, I'm, I'm glad we were able to do something like that there. You know, it was, it's cool for the program, the co-op to have, especially a, a rushing record. It's not like, yeah, it um, we also have another one. A lot of people forget Jackson's got the state yeah. record for sacks in a First game. For, game was seven, right? Yeah, seven and a half or eight, I think. So, I mean, we have two state records in that program. And they're both Truman kids technically. So I don't know. I don't know what that says, but <laughs> yeah, Jackson, he was crushing that night too. That was fun too, man. I mean, that was, that was, I, that was the year that, and if you've coached and you've listened to this pod, Nicola was always so good and their head coach never was, he's never a bad guy. You know, he never had any bad intentions, but, they were just good, and at that time, the, the playoff systems was always banked on points scored. And everybody, if you were good, you just kept scoring points. It's just you what you did. Up. Right. Yep. And I remember when we went up there with Lee, and I was the OC that year, and you were up in the box, the sweet box, too, because they had just oh, bought that Elko sure.
1: Speedway one. Absolutely. And uh, Gabby. Gavin- <laughs> uh- Kevin Christensen hooked me up. He's like, yeah, I go next door, get some food. Had, like full yeah. park, And you know, we had a whole spread up there. I'm telling Ben. Ben's like, this is bullshit. It's I it was I, almost had, like, I had to it, sit on the bleachers and fight the fans. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was almost <laughs> like in uh Days of Thunder, where they're like Oh, you shouldn't pit right now. We're eating ice cream. Uh, yeah. Brew, I'm like, Brew, what do you think? And he's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you eating? He's like, yeah, they got all kinds of food next door. Kevin told me to go get a bun. Are you kidding yes, yeah, me? You know? <laughs> so, <clears throat> But it, yeah. yeah, I remember we won that game like 45. I might have been 45 rep or 45 six. This is good night for the Jags. But Lee was so mad because every, I mean, because Nicollet had just ran it up on us always. Right. That was what they did again, outside of the first year of the Jags, when we went up there and somehow, so a roundabout story brew touched on it, getting into fights with dads in the stands. So when I was up in the box, first year we went to Nicollet, they didn't have a box. So Kevin Christensen, who was the athletic director at Nicollet High School, he told me just go. everybody else goes and stands up on the platform where they have the film and he just, just stand next to your camera guy. So I go up there and it's like three plays into the game and this dad comes up and gets in my face and I have the dual headphones because I was outside and so it's like, okay, here you go. So I could hear over the fans because I'm literally in the bleachers. Like I'm standing amongst right. the crowd and this guy is like if you're gonna cheer for your team get to the other side and I'm like what and he's like get the hell out of here and Bruce was like what's going on because <laughs> you could hear it over the headset it's like this dad's telling me I can't be over here and then I was like I just remember waving at Kevin Christensen and he came up and he just reamed that dude and it clearly it couldn't have been the first time that somebody right. had stood over there but right. Yeah, I don't know. It was nuts, but they were really good that year. I think they were number one or number two in the state at the time. And we went up there, and we were up six nothing yep. all night, Yeah. all night long. And then the wheel—I mean, they just were good. The wheels fell off, but that was almost—I mean—the upset of all time. They, but we, we lost an assignment on defense. Yeah. Um, on that two-point conversion, right? Yeah, because they 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 went center eligible. They do it all the time, and we knew it was coming on that two-point. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. We drilled. Yeah. I remember drilling it into them all week. Like this is they run this like almost like a swinging gate type deal, looking in whatever and sure as shit there he was wide open and they yeah. they don't disguise it either because they no. would put that big it was kevin's son wasn't it kevin Christensen's son big tight end yeah. kid that played at st yeah. thomas you yeah. they, yeah. they would they would put him at at center and it's like well here's the six foot five kid i bet they're throwing <laughs> it to him and yeah right. they did uh, speaking of fights didn't you get in a fight too at randolph yeah the that was the that must have been the second year Yeah, because we were Um, up there. Yeah. That was a good night for us. I mean, I was probably, I mean, obviously, probably the program record that we ran Jared Green for like 350 yards that night on crack toss. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And so we've mentioned the name JJ. That's Josh Johansson. He played for us the first two years of the Jags. JJ was a heck of an athlete, ended up playing track or participating in track at, uh, St. Paul Concordia, I believe. And he, uh, so D two track athlete and he was fast, but he was a pretty physical little wide out. And we kept running this short motion crack toss where JJ would just motion into the line and then he would just come up and and we just taught him, like set a basketball screen on the, on the, on the first linebacker. That's all you got to do. You'll never get called. And he didn't, he never got called and we ran it perfect, but we, Again, going back to if it's not broke, don't fix it. We ran that play forty times that night. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably for not, sure. but we ran it a right. lot, a lot. A and lot. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> so they had like their setup for the crow's nest was the box, like bellied up to the at last row of the bleachers, and you right. could turn around almost like how it is in Grenada and Truman, right? And yeah. so, right, <laughs> the guy, he all this, I have the window open nice fall night in randolph minnesota and they said something they were kind of chirping at me too you know and you could tell you can kind of tell when parents go out and drink a little bit before the game you know you, you, <laughs> no. you start, yeah you start to pick up on that pretty early but then this dad all of a sudden he like almost like half swings at me and like tries getting in the box i'm like what the hell <laughs> And then he's like climbing up and he's like, you're trying to hurt my son. And I was like, what? And I take my headset off. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, my son's a linebacker and you keep coming down and you're trying to take him out of the game. And I'm like, with our 145 pound wide receiver. Okay, pal. And then I remember I was also 21, 22 years old and I was cocky as shit. And I was like, bro. Run it again. <laughs> nice and then I think Jared sprung one that time. And I was like, all right, we're up big. I'm out of here. But didn't yeah. He, uh, didn't that dad also call you the a fat fuck? That, that was man, the too? the fat. Yeah. Uh, he said, he. I tried. He, you fat fuck, you're trying to hurt my kid. And I was like, okay, yeah, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what we came here to do. I don't know who your kid is. It couldn't tell you. And then we had that epic van ride home. That Randolph. was a good one. That was the Randolph. And then yeah. we, uh, where did we stop? Like, Fairbow or something? And Lee freaking had crap so bad. <laughs> the van wasn't <laughs> even in park, you were in the passenger seat. So, we we're in these old, I mean, those are probably mid 90s vans, if that. Right. And they had the huge center council, and then the bench <laughs> seats in the back for everybody listening. And so Brew would sit in the front passenger seat. Lee would always drive the van, and then Bart and I would be in that first bench seat. And we, we took some weird detour to Randolph too, because I remember going through town, and they had like a. We ended up like, definitely driving where we shouldn't be, and people are staring at us. And there's like a fest, a town festival going on, and we're driving <laughs> yeah, right we're- through their main street. Yeah. And I remember there, there was a like parade going on or something. Yeah, we there? basically joined into the parade somehow. <laughs> yeah. and we were trying to get out of there. And I don't remember what town that is, but Lee said, made a comment. He was like, God, there because there was a sign for like, it wasn't AJ's onion rings, but somebody's onion rings, right? And oh, that's right. Like, I would love to have those onion rings, but I know I would have to crap before we got out of town. <laughs> made the comment just like that. Well, then, I don't know what we had for post-game meal. You know, sometimes the parents on the big bus trips would provide us sandwiches or pizza or something. But we left Randolph, and we got to Fairbolt, which is probably 35 minutes away, if that. And we're pulling into, like, a Love's gas station. And he is, like, at the point, he's no longer sitting on the seat. He is... (laughs) standing as he's clenched and he's like i gotta go now and he's hammering the gas i'm worried that the trailer we're pulling is gonna (laughs) roll behind us bart and i are in this bench seat not buckled up sliding all over hell because he's just whipping it around this roundabout when we pull in the the van still got to be going 15 20 miles an hour as lee jumps out like that's not just slander and we're just he still going, he takes off inside. Oh, he did make it, but that, it was a close call and in, in memory. I'll never forget. Was that was so the, good. He was doing the clench shuffle going. Oh, <laughs> do you remember when we came back from Westbrook? It must've been year two. It must've been year two. And my can of chew fell out of my backpack. And it was. I, we, could, do. we could hear it rolling around the van. we're like, obviously you don't want to leave it in the school van and so i'm jumping the seats trying to catch it (laughs) with my flashlight on oh my god he's like what the hell are you guys doing back there (laughs) i think i was sitting in the back with you that day you might have it was just oh yeah because a couple times we filled him with that van up pretty good but man it was just so much fun that uh those times i mean You'll never forget them. Those are some of my favorites. I don't know. Did did another one come up with you and Carter that you guys were talking no, about? Those, those are the main
1: ones right there. I um were you did you go to camp with us?
0: The second year we went to USF. Yeah. Oh, that might have been the
1: first year. I don't remember what year it was. And that van. I mean it's middle of summer, right? We're yeah. going seventy five down I ninety. That van's just a piece of crap. You can you can watch the gas gauge just freaking going down as you're pulling that trailer. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden she starts overheating. <laughs> oh, she was getting really hot. We had like the heat on, and oh like, my, what God. is? Yeah, <laughs> you must not have been with they No
0: that's we made, all. we made those it. vans were tough i mean there was i mean anytime we had to take first off we're from southern minnesota so the hills aren't like climbing up the mountains heading into flagstaff it's right it, they're not very steep but it felt like we were climbing up the mountains <laughs> heading into flagstaff and it sounded but, like it too that family <laughs> gonna like Downshifting the red line. Yeah. That hill coming out of New Alm a couple times. I remember like coming over that year, there was a construction that we had to go to Nicollet that roundabout way, oh, like uh, yeah. head through New Alm, coming back up that hill by Cortland area. I remember yeah. that was like, boy, I don't know if this is going to, the bus is going to have to push <laughs> us up the hill. Right by Judson there. Yeah. 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 So fucked. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: No, those were, those were great. Um, I had one that popped into my brain too. Uh, Um, there's just so many, so, so many fun, fun times and just things that you do in being around like people and at coaching, you know, we're always so, you said it earlier in the podcast, like sometimes it takes a you gotta get to the point where you can swallow the pill and be like, okay, there's literally nothing I can do here. Like, right. oh yeah, you For know. Sure. You talked about your first year. You had 13 kids. Pretty hard to field a football team with 13 guys, and then you're playing sure. eighth graders. And I remember that first day of practice, my first year, and I was so excited. And we show up. We have 17 kids. And shout out Keith Grier. He got Tommy and Parker to come back out and play, Um, but. Like I thought, I was gonna have to put freshman um, J.C. at guard, and I was like, okay. "It's gonna be a long year if we got Jaden Cook, who's a freshman, playing guard." Jaden Cook ended up playing wide receiver and corner for us, so that would have shown you where we were at. But I was like, right. "I don't have anything else. Like, I literally don't have anything else." It would have been a long season for for you,
1: the program, and for him because he right. would have just been getting beat up on just a nightly basis. Just getting destroyed,
0: right? Yeah, no yeah. fun. No, it's uh, those are, I mean, we could harp on some. I do remember another parent story where when we were in Adrian, um, I don't remember whose dad it was, but we we're playing, obviously, 11 man, we we're getting smoked, and people don't understand, like you said, like, Oh, they were really nice to us, you know, um, but somebody's dad, like they were just playing off coverage. Right. And somebody's dad was like, they're playing 10 yards off. Just throw the ball. That's 10 yards every time. And I don't know if it's you or I, but one of us finally turned around. And we're like, if they don't move, like <laughs> <laughs> That sounds they, like something you would say. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. If they don't move 100%, right. then it's 10 yards. But as soon as we throw the ball, these guys are really good and he's going to yeah. come down and make the play. It was yeah. just, it's so funny to see, especially at, a, I mean, well, you remember when we were in Janesville and we had a dad come out and challenge somebody to a fight on the challenge I, Lee to a yeah, fight on the 50 yard line? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Lee and I,
1: Lee and I are walking off the field and I'm like, where where the hell is Lee? Yeah. I, you know, I look back, he's about 10 yards behind me. He's nose to nose with a with the dad. Yeah. Fist uh,
0: to ready to fly. I just remember you grabbing that guy and was like, get the hell out of here. Like, go. I just pushed him too. I just
1: <laughs> just shoved him. I go, get the blank out of here. And he said, like, well, he started <laughs> it. I'm like, no. he shouldn't be on the field. On the field, first off.
0: You know, and then Lee walked off with me and he's like, oh, thanks for saying, I was going to punch you. (laughs) Yeah, he probably would have. There was that, that little rivalry between Lee and that family that, that boiled. Um, Yeah. I mean, seeing that, it was just so insane coming, you know, I played high school football in Fairmont. We had 28 seniors out my senior year. you know like we right. had 90 kids on the roster and now to be where i'm at here in surprise like the same thing we got 30 kids a class at least you know like our freshman class has 55 kids and Jesus. it's just i mean it's just insane like the freshmen yeah. are playing one way you know like they're <laughs> right. learning how to play offense or defense right now um yeah. but it's just but we don't have any of that you know like the parents they're we have a good system here where it's the boosters, then the boosters go to our AD, and then our AD talks to the coaches if they need, right? And that's, I think that's an important system to set up. It's hard to in those small towns, but I had right. never seen, and I think it's just because of the small town where as coaches, we always just felt part of the community. You know, it's just something you were, you were just a coach, you know, nobody looked at you any different, but people were never afraid to come up and voice their opinions to us immediately Correct. after a football game. Correct. Because yeah. our favorite thing in the world was getting our asses kicked by 72. We loved Correct. that. Yeah, we yeah, stayed up was... all night, all week to do yeah. that. That was Number fun. one on my list of things, goals for the week, get your ass kicked, <laughs> Yeah. And then have a parent come talk to you about it. You're right. Thank you so much. Yeah, my first yeah. year when we played Cleveland at home, they were rolling. They had that, uh, that quarterback kid. It was, I mean, he threw for like 7,000 yards a year. I mean, they it was just unreal. And then, yeah, everybody's like comes up. And I think the final score of that, yeah, it was my, my second game is second or third game as head coach. We lost 72 rip. And I was like, cool, sweet. And then somebody's like, what are you doing out there? I'm like, find me some guys. Like, we're doing the best we can here. Yep. Everybody's playing both ways. That's able that's you know and as a parent obviously i
1: coached for well damn near 20 years as a football coach um and you know i can't really call golf as coaching because parents don't ever show up for golf and with golf you can just say hey look at the scores you know here you go that's why your kid's not golfing and no one ever ever questioned that right but as a parent it's hard to take that step back now, even, you know, and I, you know, being in the coach's role, I really try to be careful of what I say. You know, people will still ask me on the sidelines, well, what do you think of this? I'm like, "Uh," you know, really try not to engage in that. It's hard. It's hard for sure. You're like, you think even as myself, you know, coaching, I'm like, ah, maybe we should do this or maybe you should do that or whatever. But I really I really don't put myself into that program anymore unless, uh, you know, Alex asked me last year um, to come to practice a few days. Mm. And I did, I said, you just got to ask if you want some help, you know, I'm more than, more than happy to, you know, I I, I miss coaching. I mean, I don't miss the, I don't miss the daily grind of it. Honestly, I hated that part, especially this week. We got zero week. So we started a week earlier. So I don't know. The boys have been practicing for two weeks already. We got our first game next Friday. Um, I don't miss that one. I definitely miss Friday nights. Yeah. Friday nights are are where it was. Um it uh you know, I'm a competitor. You're a competitor. Um that's what we do on Friday nights. That's, that's, that's
0: the way we compete and still. Right. hundred percent. There's nothing better, man. I mean, that's what I even at the spot. Now it's like, I'm always trying to tell the kids like, Hey, Monday through Thursday, that's just to get better for Friday night. Right. Like yep. football is the only game you practice a hundred times more than you play, right? Like you practice Correct. for three weeks. In our case, four, we had, you know, and that's, what's just so crazy about being out here too. We had a full, We had to install because I got hired. So we had four nights and then we did a full two weeks of spring ball. Okay. Okay. And then we did all summer of seven on seven stuff and different competition nights and then practice (laughs) in the mornings. And then we come out and we started the last day of July and now we're in game week as well. And it's like, look at all the practice we've had for one game. And it's not that it's not different anywhere. It's like the grind. I mean, you get to a point like, I think us even as like, I'm, I know myself, like I'm burnt out on like not playing anybody. Right. Like now it's really like, and that's the, the best and the worst part because you want to get to this point so bad where you're at and you know, it's game week. And then now the weeks just go like every coach ever player. will tell you like, once you get to that first week, it's just, all of a sudden it's like, Boom it's game again. Boom it's game yep, again. Now sure. you're all, sure. now you're like, "Oh, I wish we had another day of practice." Or I wish we had a little, you know, cuz it's like we can fix that, but it just goes. But I'm with you, man. It's 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 tough, but that's what I always appreciated about you being a former coach is and I know you do you know you do good at it is you know that there's things to fix, but you're not there to do it. So you just, hey, it's their show, they're running how they want. Yep. You might not agree, but that I mean especially being in those little communities as much as people want to complain, step up and help out. Would love yep. to have another coach, you know, <laughs> like we'd yep. love to Absolutely. have, can't pay you, but if you can, if you want, if you got ideas, bring them to the table, you know?
1: Yep. Who exactly. So, that's one of my biggest things is, you know, Hey, it's, it's not my show. Um, you know, and everybody runs, runs stuff different, you right? Know? So, Um, it is what it is. And if it doesn't work for you, I mean, because it works for me, it doesn't, it might not work for you. That's fine. Right. hundred percent. You got to make it your own. Otherwise you're just, you're not giving the kids a service or you're not giving the program a service and you're not, you're not true to yourself either. So.
0: Right. Um, so as a guy, another guy had been there all the way through and put Mahoney on the spot when I had him on asked him so I'm going to put you on the spot who's the well, best who's the best player you ever coached best player it probably a, i mean no I shouldn't say probably but we'll go like who's the best jag cuz i'm sure you got a bold guy that sticks in there too
1: oh boy i should have listened to mahoney so i was uh
0: well, I was surprised Mahoney didn't pick me. I was a little, <laughs> a little I was a little shook there. Like yeah. really, yeah.
1: Best pure athlete. I think I gotta go with DeMarco. I know he was just he was just pure
0: athlete. He was just, I mean, and you had him all the way know. through. I was only able, I mean, I'm known Demarco for a long time, but was only able right. to coach him that one year, uh, and you know, I,
1: that's that year. I, we were by ourselves as head coach. I'm not kidding. He had like 157 tackles, right? He, he, and, you know, and we're 9 We go to the the conference meeting or whatever it was, and I put him up for you know defensive player of the year or whatever, and he gets zero votes. And I'm like, that dude, literally had like a thousand tackles, right? If, if he doesn't have a thousand tackles,
0: we lose 99, nothing every night. Right. That, that's the thing people don't understand is like going to those meetings. When we nominate, I, I remember even like my first year as head coach, I'll just go there. I nominated shown for offensive player of the year. Cause he ended up just short of 2000 yards rushing. I get that. He had 576 in one game, but he almost had 2000 yards rushing in nine fucking games. And I was like, okay, well, uh, that's the offensive player of the year. Uh, we don't win any games without him. And if he was on any of your teams, he would have had 4,000 yards rushing. And then I did the same. I think I did the same thing for Mitchell that year. It was like, uh, lineman of the year easily. Like, that's the thing they don't understand is it's like, okay, let's just plot. Let's pretend we plop this kid from this poor team on a, you know, on Hills on mountain Lake, it's like, well, pretty good then, isn't he? You know, right. he'd be rolling. Yeah. And then he'd be conference player of the year. No problem. So yeah. I I agree. I don't think that, I mean, he was, uh, there's a couple from every class that stick out, right. That always helped out and just helped build the program, you know, into what it was guys that I, I'm always biased to guys that bought into the co-op too, you know, that yeah, didn't play, that didn't play the Wilder well, they're Truman. They're they that they were just like is about to Jags. Like I yeah, want my team to, to be as ball. good. Right. I want my team to be as good as I could be. Like, you know, this last couple of years I was there, especially the last group of seniors, like Kale Owen. Matt Heckman, like those guys were always at the weight room push and then obviously COVID happened. We could go down a rabbit hole of what that team looks like if COVID doesn't happen because we're finally at a point where we're rolling people were bought in and then the world shut down. But like, you know, and then the year before, obviously uh, Carter Spear and Dylan Bennis and you know, guys like Moonman who just always showed up and it's like you could go on and on CJ Hodge Jeremy Blakesley, obviously Josh Walter. Yeah. I mean, there's just a million of them that yeah. loved to coach and had so much fun with guys. Um, right, and I think that's that was the fine
1: line I always tried to to, to follow too. Is um, try to have fun with them. Right. Yeah, you were their coach. Right. And you know, you wanted respect, and you know, whatever, and. You know, I know some coaches like, no, more than that. zero fun. You know, yeah. zero fun, sir. Yeah. You know? No, that, that was not me. I, you know, I joke around with them. You know, they walk by, try knocking knock the ball out of their head, you know, just, yeah. you know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Because for one, sometimes I didn't want to be there. Right. So, and- but. And, you know, it was my job, obviously. I mean, I was paid to be the coach. And it wasn't like I was like, Mom, I'm to call in sick today. Right. But there's you know, going through that grind, and you're just like, you know, I really don't want to be here. But being around the kids, you know, and, and having fun with them and interacting with them and building that relationship, too, you know, which, you know, you're, you're not a teacher. Um The classroom – your classroom relationship is totally different than your, you know, your coaching relationship with kids. And it was, you know, the classroom you're more, you know, I still like to have fun with them and whatever, but you're a little more um, regimented and, you know, Hey, we got to get some work done. Not that we didn't have work to do on the football field either, but that, you know, there's so much downtime in practice too. you You know, you might've said, "Help, hold on, let me talk to, you know, jeremy and you know whoever and so there's us other guys and you know standing around you know just shooting the bs a little bit and right. just trying not to piss me off because he's standing <laughs> over on the <laughs> on the defensive side and yeah whatever i remember i think it was our first year too my back's killing me like middle of august right it's like yep. probably our third week the kids are running. I think it was Rob. I was just, I just sat down on the bleacher, you know, like on the sidelines. Yeah. He freaking just yelled at me. He's like, We're not sitting down. <laughs> yeah. A, we're bumpy ass grenade of football field for, you know, two and a half yeah. hours. My back's just freaking on fire. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I just need to sit down for like, five minutes the kids are running it doesn't matter yeah Uh, he he was pissed that day i don't know if he was pissed at because we were sitting down or he was pissed at something else and just took it out on us but uh
0: yeah it's so funny to look back and think of those things because it's true i mean i love like i said we built good continuity but those first couple weeks, man, of building the Jags as coach, none of us knew each other either. Like that's right. the biggest thing is it's like we don't really know what we're doing. And like they're just we're trying to all coach, but you're also trying to be respectful of how Lee wants to coach, or what he wants you to right. say. And it's like, well, we all know different things. We all came from different <laughs> places and we're taught different differently. And you know, it's like, okay, and but those first two weeks were probably the most awkward coaching experience I have because Correct. it was like we would just come in and we're like, hey, how you doing? And then it was like, then we'd leave. And then it yeah. was like somebody would break the ice and start cracking a little bit of a joke. And then it's like, oh, you know, and then it but it just the first two weeks <laughs> yeah. of the co-op, man, if a camera crew followed us because we built the co-op, they'd be like this show sucks <laughs> like yeah, canceling it sure. before it starts for sure or stopping filming
1: after week two or yeah. day two
0: probably yeah, yeah it yeah. just it was just wild but yeah man it was so those those memories will stick with me forever it's it's been a blast and hopefully uh hopefully a little cb's okay and can roll yeah. this year did, did he scrimmage yeah, yeah they
1: scrimmage remote lake yesterday uh, I wasn't there. He told me I couldn't go. Oh, nice. Because uh well, this is my wife's uh, mom's memorial golf tournament yesterday. Gotcha. So this is the second year um of that. So we weren't supposed to have a scrimmage because we're zero week and no one else, you know, yeah. whatever. So there's no scrimmage on the calendar. So Carter was supposed to golf. And uh like a week, well then last last Saturday. I think he gets a text, you know, Um, Alex sends out a text to the group. Hey, just FYI, we're going to have a scrimmage on Saturday. He's pissed. Not that he had a scrimmage, but you know, he, he was looking forward to golfing in grandma's you know right. golf tournament, you know, whatever. So I was like, no, I'm not golfing. I'm, I'm going to stay home. I want to go to the scrimmage. He's right. like, you're not going to the scrimmage. I go, uh, this is your last scrimmage. I'm going <laughs> to your scrimmage. He goes, yeah. no, I don't even want you there. You're not coming, you know. And he was joking around, and I'm like, eh, "Good, guess I'm a right. golfing." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's. I think he'll be fine. He just kind of sl- slight brain to the MCL and his meniscus fired up a little bit right now. Um, yeah, just gonna gotta keep taking care of it. I think, and uh, I think he'll be alright. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it
0: um, for sure. It'll be a fun ride for you. Probably most. I mean, <clears throat> that's, uh, a, that's that's the difference of uh regular kid and coaches coach's kid is they used to carry the water bottles, they would fumble the water right. bottles around, not just at games, at practice. And, yeah, right. And like you yelled that you yelled <laughs> right? that during the game, water, yeah. I mean, the coaches' kids are there from the time they're able yeah. to walk and they're part of the program forever. Yeah. So yeah. then to see them leave the program is it's like holy shit. So yeah, it, Yep. He's been that would be a tough 2013. one. 2013, I mean, right? Ten years be, he's been yep. in the program essentially.
1: So, yep. yep. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, since you're at a lot bigger school now. Yeah. You know, we talked about that parent relationship, and you know, in that small school, I mean, you get to know the parents no matter what, right? Do you have that same relationship? I know you just started your, you know, a month into this or whatever is there is there a relationship like that at all or do you miss with that the,
0: or with the parents yeah um a little bit like um some of our boosters um but not really like i've got to talk to <clears throat> we also do a lot of things and not that i would have done stuff different but it's all a learning curve and also you have to have the support to do all this stuff right so when i first came in like we did uh one of the weekends we did a a car wash right as a fundraiser at at a local restaurant we just used their parking lot before they opened. And did you put your bikini on? No, I just I you know and they were like you don't have to show up, but I you know I wanted to get to know the guys and and yep. you know some of the parents and um the parents support was great and and so I got to meet a couple of them especially like the moms that obviously the dads weren't really hanging out at the car wash but there is a uh, one dad who comes around quite a bit. <clears throat> Jody Frigo, um, he owns a, like a wrapping business. So like they put up like every year that kids go to college in our locker room, he puts up the year and then where they go, where they signed at, he wraps our, our stuff on the field, like puts up the the sponsorship banners, but he's around a little, quite a bit. And I've got to, got to, um, got to know him, um, a little bit, but I think the biggest thing is, the difference here as to there is I'm obviously building the relationship with the kids, which is great. Some of the parents will come and talk to you, but the people here, they don't give a shit as long as their kids plan and the, the football's decent because I've said it before. There's only five places in the state of Arizona for kids to go play college football. And we're the fourth largest Metro in America. And so there's no opportunities here So they were super excited to hear that I was from Minnesota because then they're like, Oh, you must know people. Right. So I think there's a little bit of that. Um, It's also cool to just be at a spot where you just appreciate it as a football coach. Like they don't give a shit what you do outside of it. Like you're the coach, like that's it. And there's a buffer. Like after our scrimmage, like people were like, Hey, we're excited that you're here. Thank you so much. So it's just, it's just a different relationship because the community is different though, too. You know, like, Even like inside that school district, some of the kids live 20 miles apart from each other, right? Like they might live way down closer to another high school in our district, but come up to Willow for whatever reason. So it's just a different dynamic all around. I think as time goes on, if we struggle, then I'll probably be extremely happy that there's no real parent relationship, right? right. right? But if there's success there, then yeah, I'll probably be like oh it's a little different i don't know it's it's just different um it's just a totally different dynamic all around being at the big school i mean yeah. it's a 5a school you know we graduate 700 kids a year so right it's a little different than the seven or eight that literally walk through graduation at truman right so right. Yeah. Uh, but no, you know, it's I, just that, I mean, I, yeah. big
1: city versus small town thing. 100%. Yeah.
0: It's all different. I mean, we do, we have a good community around our program. Um, and like last weekend, we had a pancake breakfast feed for a fundraiser. And a lot of the dads brought out their Blackstones. And so then I ended up flipping pancakes for a while. And you stand there and you BS with them a little bit sure. and get to know them. But There's a really good barrier and I'm thankful for it at the big school, right. Especially at the big school, because we've had, we, I mean, this is just how different it is. We had a, we had kind of a sit down talk. Our AD and our, our principal in the soup relayed the message to our head coach. And then we, after the scrimmage, we went out with the now who was our AD now the principal and the, and the new AD and Varsity's for winning. JV and freshmen are for development. And that, well, that message is constantly like pushed at us. Like you guys are paid to win games, right? Like this, that's what you're supposed to do. And so it's just different. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like coaching at a small college. Cause it is, I mean, we got an extremely high paid strength and conditioning coach. Like there's just nothing. There's nothing that's the same outside of building those relationships with the kids. That's it. Sure. So yep. it's just crazy, man. It's, it's a different world. It's totally different, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, I do, I do miss it. I do miss that a little bit cause I know not everybody was against me. Right. I know that that's not true. Um, you just obviously hate to spend time around the people that are so um, really? <laughs> now, now you <laughs> don't have to spend time with any of them, but, but there right. was things, you know, I remember, you know, just thinking back, I remember, um, julie and maybe courtney put on like um mom's football night thing up at art parks yep. one year one of the wide women in football yeah and i had to go up and like kind of teach them some some plays that's what i suppose to... and like that stuff was fun you know like we only did it the one time but that was cool you know it, it, but yep. just little things like that that we just that you don't do in the big in the big time you know the big yeah, city
1: then somebody wrote a letter uh Complaining about it because there's alcohol there, and supporting the football team, or you know something like that. I'm like, come on, can can you just? That's why we can't have nice
0: things, right? right. Everyone's got to complain about something, you know. Yeah. Well, that's so crazy. Is it's like everybody knew me back there, right? So I would obviously try not to go to like Arvarks or the GBG right to have a good time and you don't want to go out as a coach but like even here like after practice coach will be like let's go have you know beers and wings down at tailgaters and i the first time i was like oh i didn't bring a different shirt because i just had a willow football shirt on he's like what do you need a different shirt for and i walk in there and there's literally like willow canyon jerseys on the walls and they're like the main supporter and they're like hey coach you know it's like it's just a different vibe man it's it's totally different everywhere and They just let you, they just kind of let you be as long, as long as you're winning. Otherwise you get fired. So it's a pretty simple gig out here. (laughs)
1: Right. So then, you know, you're here, we, we can't get coaches, so you win or lose and you never lose your job unless you really do something stupid right? you know, which, you know, there's not tons of people knocking down the door when there's, there's openings, you know, you're getting, I was, I was in the process when you got hired um, I think we had four applicants. Right. Yeah, and you were one of them. Um, there's another guy new, and guy from like Winona. I'm right. Like, okay. You're gonna drive
0: here to make thirty five hundred bucks. Sweet. <laughs> right. You're gonna move yeah. over here for the right. head football coach game. Right. Yeah. Not gonna work. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. That's- no, it is nuts. I do wish people would. And like you said, we like everybody wants success. Um, if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do as a football coach, but I think you should just take it. Like if you're li- like parents listen to this, like just take a step back and realize all the extra time that goes into it. Like yeah. there's no weekends, you know, Tommy my girlfriend now, so I was like, it's going to be different. <laughs> this fall is going to look different. Like not only do we practice late because of the heat, right? So I'm not home till 10, 1030, but then it was like all day yesterday. I was on the computer getting game plan stuff ready for this week. And I got a little bit of stuff to finish up, you know, and we've had film and it's always like next week's going to look a lot different than it does this week, you know? So it's just, it's, uh, people don't really understand. Like, we don't want to lose either. That was never our goal at the Jags, but we did, we did the best with what we had. And that's why, you know, we're very proud of those nights and those records we had, you know, Jackson having the state sack record, Shoney forever having the state rushing record. Like those do mean a lot to us because there was a lot of work that went into those nights and making sure we could put those guys in positions to win. And that's what happens is it's like, sometimes it does work, right? Like you work hard to put a game plan together and it works and it shows. So, and technology
1: isn't i mean it's awesome obviously it helps helps break down film you know right. quicker and, and whatever but it also provides you so much more information to process through in my opinion percent. i mean i remember when i was a film guy at bold you know whatever i'd get back you know we get back at 10 30 go to my classroom pop the tape in the little uh in the VHS burner. Oh yeah. And I we had a tower burner. I could burn like five, five or eight CDs or DVDs at once. So you put it on there and you burn copies and you're multiple coaches. And that was before we even went home, we had last you know the game from that night. And this was before Huddle. Um uh, we still had to exchange film like And it's usually like Saturday morning head coach would go exchange film with, with somebody, you know, our next opponent. Then he'd get back to me Monday morning. I'd burn copies for that. And, you know, you'd be watching film every chance you could get breaking stuff down. Now, at least with huddle, you have it at your fingertips, like almost instantly, Mm -hmm. but Then you still have it right there. Now it's like, well, I don't have the film yet. I can't do anything. Right Now you have it automatically. You're like looking, you know, breaking down film for for next week. Oh, we got these guys filmed for two weeks from now. I'm going to start looking at two weeks ahead, you know, or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah. And now we have, like, we have Huddle Assist. So we send we send film and we pay for the extra one. So within 12 hours from the time we hit send, we have the film broke down. So like, I mean, you still should, because like, especially like I mean, you know what it's like to break down a high school defense. Like, I don't know, is that kid in man or is he dropping into cover three? I can't tell. <laughs> right. So that kid I mean, doesn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> and and He's so like, that, I, I don't know. Yeah, that part doesn't change, but um, just for like I mean, you have the complete breakdown and especially like formations they run. So for like us, it's within, you know, I have a boom, I get it. I I put it into a cutup of like formations and then send it out to the kids for them to start watching. But it's, there's just so much more information like you said, because now for us, like we can break it down analytically. Like I can break right. it down. What are they running on first down second down are do they run What's their short yardage package? What do they look like in the red zone? It's like, It's so much information and like, especially like a guy like me, like I love football so much and I know that there's so much, but like, sometimes I'm like, when is enough enough? Like I just sent my game plan this morning before you and I hopped on to my head coach. And I'm like, I did a full blitz break. Like I did all this stuff and it's like, okay, that's enough. Like I could go down into every minute detail because we do, we do have the analytics to do it, but then it's like, you just become a robot and you're spending right. no time around other people. So, yeah. and that's no fun. Yeah, that's make, what makes it no fun. Right. Even back when I was
1: breaking film down up at bold, we were doing it by hand. Right. You know, And I think I gave you those sheets probably when I, mm-hmm. you know, when we were coaching together, you know, I don't remember what they were. You'd, you know, a triangle was first down a square was second down and you, and you charted it out on this piece of paper. So you could say, Oh, on well, first down, they run to the two-hole, right? You know, 60% of the time. Yep. Or you can see, oh my God, they're they run to their sidelines 75% of the time. Right. But that was by hand. That took hours. Yeah. I mean, you're watching, well, oh, how many players are in a high school football game? Let's just call it a hundred. I mean, right. Give or take. You're watching a hundred clips of film and you're pause. Rewind. Right Yeah. Rewind. What was that formation again? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know. Like you said, I think you paralyzed by all the information too, though. I mean, it's information.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. At some point you just have to, and that's the thing that I try to try, especially now at this spot, trying to be better at is just, just go coach. Like you can look at the defense and you know what they're doing and then just call the play. Like you don't have to, Like I, you know, I don't have to worry about my blitz package where it's like, oh shit, uh, 40% of the time on first down, they blitz to the B gap. Like let's run away from the B gap. No. What's their line? Like break gets, it's cool to know those things and it's good to know those things, but just make it simple, right? Like let's be honest. It's the best feeling in the world when you're, when
1: you see, you know, on a, when we were coaching, you know, small school, we were coaching offense, defense, kind of, you know, obviously. And you, and you call out that play that the offense is going to run. No better feeling than like, Oh, that's a middle screen. Just goes off the
0: uh, motion or whatever. And then they run it and you're like, yep. Thank you. 100%. That was, I mean, that's the best, but that's how that's the competition part. That's how right. we're gearing up for competition too. Like right. we got sure. the bodies on the field going to do it and compete. And we hope our bodies are better than their bodies, but you're using your mind as a coach and you're, you know, like I know what's coming. Hopefully they remember, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly.
1: So uh, we, 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 we talked about it like all week, just like, you you know, circling back to that Nicollet. Yeah. You know, we, we coached it up all week and Mine wasn't there to to remember it to remember right.
0: it. So heal the moment stuff. Yeah. Well, Brew, yeah. I I appreciate you, brother. Um, this was fun. I'm glad I'm more than anything, I'm glad we just gotta spend an hour to catch up and yeah. some stories again. That was fun. It doesn't
1: even seem like an hour, honestly. I know.
0: Yeah, I think we went a little over, but that's cool with me. Um yeah, brother, appreciate you so much for doing this. I know that's the best part. Is everybody's always like, "Well, what are we going to talk about?" And then I just say, "We're just going to talk." And then here yeah. we are. You got to got to pull the plug on us because otherwise, we talk for four hours. You know. <laughs> yeah. so, no, this was
1: good. I appreciate yeah. you. You uh, reaching out. Um, good luck on the, good luck on the season of the new venture. Yeah, I know uh, you texted me right away, you know, this spring, and I was excited for you. Well, there's multiple people here in the community that are, are following you, you know, from afar,
0: obviously, and they're uh they're excited to see what you're doing down there. Yeah, appreciate that, man. For sure. I'll uh yeah, it'll be you can watch you can go to Carter's game and then as soon as they're done, you can flip on the Willow <laughs> Canyon Wildcats because we oh. start at nine o'clock your time. <laughs> so <laughs> so if I bring my
1: sales. uh if I bring my Jeep down there or that guy wrap it for me for for free since he you know i know That's you a good
0: question he does a really good job on our golf carts we got some really sweet uh golf carts on campus that are all wrapped out into willow canyon stuff some side by sides and nice. yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure we could hook you up with jody yeah, yeah all right all right yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep pl- that in mind if i
1: want to drive the old the old wrangler down i don't know yeah
0: Four thousand miles, three thousand miles. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, well, for, I, I mean, it'd be the same trip for you. I think it's just under two thousand. So 2000? I drove my, I drove my Jeep down here too. Uh, just be, be ready for the rattliest ride of your life. Oh, for uh, sure, you get the get on some. Already, so. Yeah, you get on some roads there in uh, rural America, anywhere that have not seen a vehicle in twenty years, and <laughs> they feel like yeah. it, especially in a I Jeep. Mean,
1: I've, I've been through Phoenix area, you know, whatever. I've uh, been down to Tucson a couple times. We usually take the southern. I don't even know what road. Spend all day in New Mexico. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, that state that state's terrible.
0: Yeah, that's you know, where my girlfriend's Mexico. from. So
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You, I literally drove diagonal across New Mexico for like six hours. Yep. I'm like,
0: yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, it's no fun. It's uh, yeah, it's a wild drive. It is. It's cool. I mean, you see a lot of different stuff, but it's the it's not the most comfortable in a jeep is what i'm no. saying yeah well Find maybe sense. i can mail it down yeah there you go there you go <laughs> throw it on a throw it on a truck center down I can, just, I can send down a fender and there you go her. ups mm-hmm. a piece at a time <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do a sure, puzzle for sure. jody here you go this is <laughs> awesome. what you get this here's the hood here's a door nice you bet brother well Four hey three. bro i appreciate you man um Love you. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Um, Certainly one of my greatest mentors on this football coaching ride. And I appreciate you always having my back and, and the support you've always given me. It it means more than, you know, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You bet brother. Well, thank you. Everybody listening at home, please uh, like comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good. Everybody.
1: It's only green the way you bought it